Discover how video can help you achieve your sales and marketing goals. It all starts right here in Todd Hartley's Video Marketing Mastery. You joined us last week. We discussed the difference between iconography and character animation and how you use them in videos. We mentioned that if you have a lot of data to present you know, or information, that could be kind of boring. And one of the great things you could do is use some simple iconography animation that could really make your material go from boring to sexy. And today we're going to dive deeper into how you can use your animated videos to make that data, white papers, or even case studies really pop out to your audience. So joining us right now is Sarah Gavin. She's Wirebuzz's executive producer. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Fun topic for us. We're nerds for this. Let's get started for people that, you know, Sarah, one of the common things that people say to me, if I'm speaking in front of an audience, they're like, yeah, all this sounds great, Todd, but what if we've got really boring data? So Sarah, let's help these people out. What type of projects do you suggest using iconography for? So you touched on it a little bit last week, Todd, with Chad. Um, Iconography is really good when you have a lot of data, numbers, text on screen, simple concepts that need to be represented without um, full-blown character animations or storytelling. We come across a lot of this, especially with our medical clients who have data, uh, percentages, uh, statistics that they need to present. And so we feel that iconography and text-based animation are really the right projects for that. You can move through it a lot quicker than somebody Mm -hmm. talking to the camera. You can also teach them in the dual coding theory of education, which says that if you teach people verbally and visually, they'll retain it a lot better. So conference booth loops, videos, like Sarah said, with a lot of specific information, like numbers and percentages. Now, what are some tips or ways to make data or case studies visually engaging for an audience? Uh, That's a great question, Todd. Um, One of the biggest things that we recommend and is a benefit of animation is movement. Now, you can take text on screen that might just, you know, say from a PowerPoint presentation, if you have a table or, or a lot of text or numbers, you can add some movement, not just transitions, but, you know, uh, animations throughout that portion of the video to really catch the engagement and the eye of your audience. So that's one of the things that we we do with a lot of these videos. Um, Another one is music, adding just a, a low music bed to these videos and choosing the right music to fit the type of content that you're presenting really helps keep the audience engaged um, oddly instead of just visually. Hey, can I, um, on this topic in particular, I've noticed that that when you're getting into boring data, and let's face it, almost all data by definition is boring, just a simple little music bed can generate some momentum, even a little bit of excitement, but it is a bit of an art in selecting the right music to fit the theme. A clear way is needed to identify which 30 to 50% of patients will benefit from adjuvant therapy. Determa RX provides a clear molecular risk indication of which patients are likely to benefit. Mm-hmm. Your team does that all day long. How do you guys do that? You know, we have a lot of great resources where they have um, hundreds and hundreds of music beds, and you just need to know what. Um, what style the presentation is. Is it more, um, you know, is it happy? Is it more scientific based? Is it, you know, and they actually 
can hone in to specific terms and words like is it medical and they'll have music beds that are very focused in on a, a more clinical um, sounding feel. All right. Now that makes sense. Cause I know when you've got the wrong one there, it's obvious when the right one fits, it's like, oh, wow, this belongs here. Now let's talk about fonts. Yeah. Give me an idea about how you use fonts to make it more interesting or dare I say white papers, even being sexy. Well, fonts is the great way to do it. You can increase size. I mean, think of bolding something just in a, in a document that really brings your eye to it. So with animation and video, you can make the fonts a lot larger. You can, again, going back to movement, um, we're going to touch on the next area as well, but changing the color of that font and really emphasizing your points with the right font will really uh, have an impact on the video. And then I know that color plays a big part. Absolutely. Like often we're working within a client's established color palette mm -hmm. that's pre-approved. Talk to me about that. Yes, we really recommend using either secondary font colors um, from your color palette or the colors that really pop from your colors. Um, sometimes people really want to stick to the traditional black and white on screen, but adding that tone of color really will bring the eye to those points that you want to emphasize. And so we do that a lot with some of the more um, text heavy uh, iconography videos because um, you really want to just focus those uh, viewers on the right points and color is a great way to do that. Yeah, it, it, it allows that information to pop off of the mm -hmm. screen so it doesn't it doesn't seem boring or routine, but charts and tables for a lot of our clients, especially ones in the medical space that are doing a lot of research, they bring us charts and tables from PowerPoints. How do you make that for the next level of entertainment? Exactly. I mean, one of the very common situations that we encounter from our clients is they've given a data or white paper presentation by a PowerPoint at a conference to a large audience. But there's a lot of people who are drawn to different events at these conferences or aren't able to attend, especially in this virtual space. So they want to recreate that presentation. And yes, you can just hit record on a camera and record that presentation. But by changing that and putting that presentation into video format, um, you can have a lot more variety with it. Like we've already touched on adding a music bed under that presenter um, will do a lot to that. But with the charts and tables, which is fun, we can take those charts or tables, recreate them in some of our animation software, not just the PowerPoints, and you can have the lines drawn and move, again, adding yeah. in that movement, um, emphasizing fonts and colors, and just putting more um, uh, animation to a boring chart or table that you know, can kind of get you know, bleed out in the eye. And you can also teach at a much faster rate yes. when the chart or table builds mm -hmm. and it starts to tell a story. Like you could tell a story with a chart and a table in animation in a significantly more advanced and interesting way than you could ever do in PowerPoint. And so, you know, I like when you're watching something be told in a story and then you're watching the overlap on the chart right there. And all of a sudden you're saying, damn, that was so cool. And sometimes something that is super cool visually translates to data that, oh, the walkaway, when you leave that video, that data was really interesting and cool because it just transfers over. And then you also use voiceover in these videos, which helps 
bring it to life. Talk to me about an announcer's voiceover. Yeah. So there's two different ways that we can do that. It really depends on the data and the presentation. Sometimes the author of that presentation, white paper, is a key opinion leader in the field. And so we would want them to be the one delivering that information. But if that's not the case, or say they're really, really busy and don't have time to go through editing iterations and changes, we'll hire a professional voiceover artist. We'll ask the client work to work with us in scripting out um, pretty much what needs to be said for that presentation or that video, and we'll have a professional artist do it. That way, if there are mistakes that are made or changes that need to be done, we're not bothering these um, important key opinion leaders during their schedule. We can just have someone else do it. And it comes across a lot more professional as well, having someone who is trained in you know presentation and voiceover work to present that information. Okay, so I'm particular about voiceovers. I'm a former radio talk show host, and I realize sometimes the question comes up, well, can't anybody at this office or at our own company just read the script? And here's the deal. Even though I've got years of broadcast excellence in my back pocket, I'm not a voiceover artist. There are trained specialists. And you know what you'll notice? When it's not a trained specialist, you'll realize it and you'll think to yourself, hey, maybe this data isn't ready for prime time because the presentation of it and how it comes out verbally is also super important when you're delivering it to your audience. All right, now, Sarah, let me ask you one remaining question. What if somebody like, they're like, wait, wait, we've already got a PowerPoint presentation. Can't we just export this as a uh, MOV file and make a movie out of it and then publish that. And you probably would say something to them like, yeah, but this is all about making that data sexy and interesting and (laughs) popping off the screen. So it retains your audience's attention, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you think to to yourself, if you got sent a video and you could tell it was just PowerPoint presentation with someone speaking over it, you aren't it's going to be hard for you to pay attention to that. Let's be honest. And so you really want to attention hack your audience and make them want to watch this video that you're presenting. And so by adding a lot of these elements that we've just discussed to that video, you're going to draw that attention and you're going to capture that audience and hopefully captivate them enough to watch that and retain all that sexy data that you have. That's a really good overview on how to take your boring business data and make it look sexy so people remember it. Next week is our final part of this animation series, but next week's going to be interesting. We're going to be talking about a topic that clients bring up all the time to us, and it is about animation doodle art. You know, when you're watching one of those videos and it's like the guy's hand and he's drawing out the scene and they're developing the scene, we're going to explain what you need to know about it because conventional wisdom on doodle art is wrong and you're not going to want to miss that episode And if you have missed any of the other episodes on animation for your videos and how you use that for your business, make sure you go back and watch those because they are loaded with great information. Speaking of which, she's Sarah Scott. She's Wirebuzz's executive producer. Sarah, thanks for joining me. Thanks, I'm Sarah Gavin now. (laughs) 